everybody. Welcome back for another episode of Psychic on the Scene. And it's a new year, a new us. Hoping for exciting stuff in 2021. Yes. And uh, first, I'd like to um, welcome back, as always, my lovely co-host, Michelle Lyons-Polito. Happy New Year, everyone. And my other lovely co-host, D. Scott. Hey! <laughs> and tonight's topic for um, <laughs> our listeners is about sleep paralysis. And there's a lot of different thoughts and um, feelings about this. Going back, as Michelle and I kind of touched on earlier, going back and forth in email, it's been around for, for like like biblical times. Mm-hmm. Ooh, People talking about right? sleep paralysis and, and um, the things that happen. And obviously, there's scientific pools of thought as well as uh, supernatural pools of thought. So... Um, I'm going to start it um, with D. Scott introducing tonight's guest. In 36 episodes, this is the first guest I've gotten to introduce because it's the first and only thing. It's like the only thing I've ever brought to the podcast outside of the songs I play at the end. Hey, new year, new year, (laughs) new you, doll. Yeah, we're switching it all up. So um, we're switching it all up. Our guest tonight is uh, someone that I've known for quite a few years, actually. Um, we've had some pretty interesting talks at work. Uh, we work in our office together doing fun behind-the-scenes radio stuff. Uh, and by fun, I mean some of the most mundane work you could possibly find. But that's why we had these amazing conversations. And uh, what ended up happening is when we started the podcast and Morgan found out about it, started sharing stories with me, about things that she's experienced in her life. Um, our guest is Morgan Cole. Um, she is a lot of di- a lot of things that you've actually dealt with. Hi, Morgan, by the way. Hi. Hi, Hi Morgan. Thanks <laughs> Thank for being for our guest tonight. I'm glad to Thank have you on. <laughs> What's great about this, Morgan, is because uh, obviously you're not, like you believe in the paranormal and you've got a lot of um, paranormal interests. You're not somebody that's like normally in our circle, but I think that speaks to a lot of our listeners yeah. that deal with this kind of thing and they're like, I am a, you know, I'm a freak or <laughs> this is like off the wall stuff. Um, Michelle and I many times will say people will approach us and they'll say in the conversation, <laughs> you might think this is crazy, but. But nothing is crazy. Nope, nothing faces us anymore. (laughs) So thank you, Morgan, for coming on um, to talk to us about sleep paralysis. So, Morgan, tell us a little bit um, about, like, when you first had this start. It was kind of hard to tell because sometimes it would, I would just kind of write it off as a dream. It wasn't ever really very strong. there was one one particular instance that I'll get into later that was very, very powerful and it had a very big effect on me um, for months after the fact. It really freaked okay. me out. Um, but I, ultimately, I just kind of wrote most of it off as dreams. Um, nothing, uh, nothing super crazy. It kind of started with just people being in my room um, and I just couldn't move. Um, sometimes it was you know, kind of that, kind of like a muffled feeling, like you're being muffled, like um, a little bit of a heaviness in your chest, mm-hmm. um, a little bit harder to breathe. Um, but for the most part, it wasn't anything crazy. Um, mm-hmm. And then it just kind of 
it kind of started escalating a little bit. Um, you know, and I guess where it comes with uh, into like paranormal, like what could be paranormal versus what could be sleep paralysis. Um, right. Uh, there's a very blurry line there if you want to bring paranormal into it. I th- well, I think that, you know I I've gone back and forth over the information mm-hmm. and even heard from and Michelle can talk about this as well. Yes. I've had many clients, Morgan, over the years talk about this and have real fear about um, this and kind of ties in a little bit. We've talked on, on our episodes about astral projection right. where you're out of the body and you're flying. So people that seem to have this also have uh, some of these experiences as well. So um, first part about it is I, I want to say to our listeners or anybody else that's experienced this from doing the research Nobody's ever died from sleep paralysis. That's important. Yes. (laughs) So if there's a fear um, about this, nobody nobody has ever died. So I I did Google that. That's Google information. (laughs) Though it might be very frightening and it might be um, very paranormal. And it does seem that there are some people that are so widely affected that, like you said, it's not just in their sleep. When they wake up, they're affected by what happened or it follows them or they start to have more paranormal experiences in relation to it um yeah i found that so, very often for some a lot of my clients it was a gateway experience for them it's mm. they didn't have experience of uh, paranormal experiences of any kind and then they had a sleep paralysis experience and then it opened the door for all kinds of different things to happen and not, not necessarily like terrifying or bad but um i think the 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 scariest part of sleep paralysis is just the paralysis part, <laughs> not being able to move. Um, right. I think that that's a bigger part. So how often, Morgan, would you say you had these? When we start to talk about the experiences. Um, I think it depends on things going on in my life. If I was really stressed, particularly with this one bad experience I had, I had a lot of stress on me. Um, I don't think I was sleeping very well and just... I don't know, every, all vibes were just bad. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. I think ultimately um, that contributed a lot to it. Um, I think it's pretty on and off. Um, I mean, when it started, oh, I mean, the earliest one that I can kind of go back to could have been more paranormal. I don't know, Mm -hmm. but I was, I was sleeping Mm -hmm. um, and uh, a friend of ours, a friend of the family was sick um, at the time. And I had just gotten home from school. This was high school. Um, I had gotten home. I mean, I was usually home alone at that time, uh, for a little bit until my, my mom got home. And usually what I do is I just throw my backpack aside, stretch out on the couch (laughs) and start to take a nap. Uh, so, you know, I'd turn on TV and just kind of be done with the day. Um, and I just remember just this uh, sleep I, I, in a weird sleep limbo and just having this weird feeling uh, that something was watching me and it drove me nuts. Uh, but I wasn't waking up. It wasn't enough for me to kind of jolt awake or anything. I was just like, weird, something's watching me. Um, okay. <laughs> you know, it was just kind of just shrugging it off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, and it was it was weird because it was there was a doorway behind me 
Um, so I was stretched out on the couch, so I couldn't see this doorway, but I felt like it was coming from there. Again, didn't really pay any attention to it. And that's most of my experiences where I just really don't pay enough attention to what's going on. <laughs> just like, yeah, whatever. Um, and it just kind of, it just, it, I felt heavier. And as I was feeling a little bit heavier at this, you know, it looked, it felt like this thing was looking at me longer. Um, and then within seconds, it was like someone, whoever was watching me had rushed up to me mm. and like, kind of like started clapping their hands in my face and was like, Hey, like, like really trying to get my attention. Pay attention. Like, look at yeah. Me. And, uh, and that's when I woke up because it really startled me because it was way, way over there. And then suddenly it was right in my face. Mm-hmm. Um, and in my mind at the time, it was, I wasn't, it wasn't something I saw. It was more in my head. Mm-hmm. Um, but the person who rushed up to me was our family friend. Like I recognized them. Um, oh, and interesting. It was, okay. Yeah. And then it was about 15, 20 minutes Half hour tops later that I got the call, she had passed away. So that was a weird one. So she visited you. She was letting you know. Yeah, it it was weird because it kind of felt like one of my dreams. But at the same, it was, it was a weird one, (laughs) you know, but I was also thinking about her a lot, you know, Um, but it did kind of feel like that. Um, It was, it was weird. It was a very, that was one that was weird for me. Sounds like a visit. Scientifically, you know, um, and I, I, I believe that we're visited many times by other people's family members as they're crossing over, sometimes because we can be less um, objective about the information that's going to be coming and that they're letting us know. So you may always have had some um, psychic ability. And that was probably why she was drawn to you. What I find interesting with this is that even when we talk sometimes about clear audience experiences, Mm. um, which is clear seeing, it usually is as you're falling asleep or you're waking up. And when you're slipping Um, through that space between. Right. Then the, the uh, falling asleep is called hypnagogic. Gagic, <laughs> and that's like when you're kind of going down under. Mm-hmm. Um, so you probably have some of that that you're not getting your full REM. But is it the chicken and the egg thing? Is it mm. you have that because of the paranormal, or is the paranormal brought in because you have um, kind of like with the stress and interruption? Mm-hmm. So you're that's when you're really getting more information psychically. Does that make sense? Yes. Or you're hearing things, you're feeling things on the body. Yeah, I think sure. When you're stressed, you're sensitized. You know, it's almost like, like your, your receptors are raw and you can feel stuff more easily. Maybe even like your walls are down. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, I, I definitely think that because when people, certain clients that are super thinkers, analytical, heavy stressors during the day, they're not allowing a lot of that psychic information to come in their gut sensations or premonitions. And then they're the ones that go to sleep and they have all of these like, like this, like astral projecting, um, the sleep paralysis along with visits from family. And um, they'll have whole things that play out premonitions, like almost like deja vu experiences Mm. that when they wake up, then they have that like, ah, this is what this means. 
Right. And that, that experience was more of a 50, 50 for me. Like, yeah, could have been a paranormal. Yeah. Could have been a sleep paralysis episode. Right. Um, so yeah, I mean, from there, it kind of went to people I recognized being in my room and talking to me. Um, Spirit or people? People alive. People I recognized. Um, some people that I didn't recognize at all. Mm-hmm. Just being in my room and either talking nonsense or, you know, or just saying just random things. Nothing noteworthy, really. Just kind of, you know, or I couldn't hear them. Um, uh and yeah, the, the, that's a majority of it. Um, I did have one particular one that I, I'm going to stick with sleep paralysis on this okay. <laughs> because it was insanely intense. Um, okay. So let's hear it. Sure. Um, I have to just say, uh, it is pretty wild, <laughs> at least mm-hmm. to me. Um, so oh, I don't girl. Girl, we are going to share because I'm going to tell you a couple of my crazy ones. Oh, yes, please. <laughs> yeah. yes, please. Yeah. Um, okay, so I don't, I don't consider myself necessarily a religious person. I consider myself open-minded, um, but not, you know, I don't, I don't do, I don't, you know, Follow I don't do a lot of the religious things. Mm-hmm. Um, and one night, just for pure pure curiosity. Um, I just was like, you know what, I'm just going to read a little bit of the Bible and see like what some of these stories are. Um, because I don't know the, there are actually a lot of cool stories. <laughs> so I was like, Oh, you know, I'll check it out. Curious minds. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, so, and I just happened, you know, I have one. <laughs> so I was like, you know, I grew up in this thing. <laughs> so, you know, it wasn't really a thing out for research. It was just, or it was a thing for research. It was, it wasn't a religious thing. Um, but it just, happened to feel like going through it. Um, and later that night, I also have to say my glasses, I cannot see without these. (laughs) I can't see anything without these. So I'm sleeping. Um, and my husband's next to me. And then on the other side of my husband is the door out into a hallway and you can go in it, it goes through and you can see into the dining room, kitchen area. Uh, we were in a small apartment at the time. And the, our door was usually open because um, I don't like them when they're closed. <laughs> Bad experiences and things behind doors. Um, <laughs> but uh, so I keep it open. And I don't know. I just, I woke up. I couldn't move. I wasn't really trying to at the time. But I looked out and there was a light uh, out across the wall out in the kitchen, dining room area. And for some reason, I was really, really drawn to it. So I kept focusing on it, but of course I couldn't see. So it's just this big blur. <laughs> and I'm like, why, why do I care? <laughs> you know, um, and I'm looking closer and closer and closer. Um, and again, um, I'm not trying to, I, it's not, I'm not really trying to bring religion into it. It's just, it just happened to be what I saw. Mm-hmm. Um, it looked like almost like the light was like the figure of Jesus, right? Like, at okay, the, at totally the table, get that. You know, at the table, arms out kind of thing. Oh, yeah. Um, and I was like, and when I, as soon as I recognized it, it felt like, um, then a, it was almost instantaneous. The second I recognized it to be what I thought looked like Jesus at the dinner table, mm-hmm. um, it was just 
suddenly a big black shadow just turned the corner and was right in front of it and blocked out that light. Um, At the same time, as soon as I saw that big thing, Mm -hmm. um, sorry, (laughs) it freaks me out. Um, As soon as I saw it, I had, um, I guess, I guess uh, like an audio hallucination. It was very Mm -hmm. loud, very, very loud. Like, um, like, uh, I don't know, just broken electronics, like loud, 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 just, you know, high volume on everything, all static. Um, and that, and that thing just was walking toward my door and like walking toward me and I couldn't move. And I just kept thinking, okay, (laughs) you know, this, this is wild. What is that? It was, I don't, it, it was humanoid, but huge. Like, um, and it walked toward me and, um, uh, and as it got closer, the noise got louder mm-hmm. and I just, I don't know for, in my mind, I was like, all right, I'm done for, <laughs> I'm absolutely done for. Um, so I, which is a big component of this, that it's absolutely terrifying to people like what you're saying is yeah. because they can't move or catch their breath that um, it, it is absolutely okay. fear inducing, like, like you can't, you know, breathe, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Uh, so since I couldn't move, I guess the only other thought I had was, okay, I need to look away. I, I mean, I could move my eyes. Um, so, but I couldn't move anything else. So my thought was, all right, um, at least just don't look at it. <laughs> you know, like, if it, yep. you know, I can't move, I can't get away. Just <laughs> pretend it isn't happening <laughs> to the best of my ability. <laughs> um, and I honestly, I was terrified. But then um, I realized, I looked away and I tried to look at the ceiling and there was um, a ceiling lamp fan Mm -hmm. and that was going. And as I'm looking at it, I'm getting closer to the fan and I realize I'm levitating. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I was like, oh no, this is a problem. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't know, I just, in my mind, I just, I thought uh, everything was over. and as it got closer and as the noise got louder, I felt just like this staticky feeling um, and a, a really heavy pressure on my chest. And I was uh, like, yeah. it's literally ripping me apart right now. <laughs> like I just, I don't even want to look. Um, so I closed my eyes. And when I closed my eyes, this was the weird thing because everything was around me. But when I closed my eyes, it was almost like, um, the most vivid nightmare I'd ever had because I wasn't in my room anymore. Um, like I, I'd gone from feeling like this thing literally had its hands in me, you know, to suddenly being by myself and in uh, like upstairs in a hallway and like kind of like over to the side of like a stairwell. Mm. Um, and there were doors around me, but for some reason I knew that they were all locked. I don't know. I didn't go for anything. Um, and something was coming up the stairs at me. And could you hear it? Could you hear it or see it? Uh, I saw it and heard it. Like it was more of that loud noise. Um, and this was all while I had my eyes closed. Um, 
this thing was like walking up the stairs, but it, it was just taking its sweet time, <laughs> you know, and I'm just like, I can't go anywhere. I know. Um, yeah. That's, that's what everybody says too, that they get the auditory and they mm -hmm. hear footsteps, mm -hmm. um, the walking doorknobs turning. Mm -hmm. And distortion, um, distorted sounds. Just, you know, things moving yeah. around, thing, people talking. Mine so was all it's, very so far, what, you, what you're saying is, is um, like spot on. Yeah, clinically. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and this thing came up, and I recognized it to be some kind of a demon, right? And I okay. was just like, whoa, okay. <laughs> I was like, well, okay, I'm, I've died, and I'm going to the wrong place. And I was like... <laughs> Okay. <laughs> You're the sweetest person. I mean, you would not be in hell. I, I, I don't know. But Katie's um, going to hell, but you're not going to hell. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I laugh about it now, but honestly, I that this was years ago. Like, but I was terrified. Um right. and I just I remembered thinking, um, <clears throat> I was just, I guess in my mind, I was like, all right, I guess I better just come to terms with this, <laughs> you know, with the fact that this is all over. And, you know, I had some talks with myself and like, a, you know, like a millisecond, like as quickly as I could. Um, but almost as soon as I kind of made amends with myself, I fell back into bed and my husband stirred and everything was gone. Everything was quiet. And it was so jarring going from that loud, loud, loud and to all this going on to suddenly I was in bed. I was heavy. <laughs> Crashing into your body again. Yeah. And yeah, yeah that's good. You know, point. and my husband like moved. He just got up <laughs> like nothing happened. Nothing happened. <laughs> like I didn't just go through the most traumatizing and there's a couple of different things so there's um one of the things they say is that there's three different kinds of the sleep paralysis mm -hmm. um or visits one's the intruder one is the incubus or succubus oh, lovely. and then one is um let's probably say this wrong vestibular 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 um, yeah Bueller, Bueller, vestibular. Thank you. <laughs> um, motor. Um, anyways, with the intruder, it's what I just said. It, and you had it. it it's yes. the sound of footsteps, um, the walking towards you. And you again, you can't move, but you clearly hear and feel it. Then the um, incubus or succubus. And it usually, you, the, many times they'll say that, that it's um, kind of like sexual in nature. Can yeah. see that? Um, sits on you or pressure on your chest. Chest, yeah. Um, many all over the world had described them as hags. Yeah, um, that's a, like a real long kind of gray hair or a man <laughs> with long gray hair. Um, and so they were they described them over and over again when I was researching uh, Morgan almost that's identically insane. from all over the world. And yeah, there's so many different words, but they're always described exactly the same in all those languages. Right, and all the different, whether it's um, Tibetan or whatever, that, that that's how far it goes back. So, um, and then the the motor skills. It was a lot of different things, like you know, where you would obviously feel like you can't move, and um, and hearing things. There's a lot of auditory with that as well. So, 
everything you described was almost like all three categories all at once. If mm-hmm. you just did it on a scientific level, but mm-hmm. I believe that many times that these things are happening because um, you, because you are overtired that unbeknownst to you, maybe you've always been a conduit, not so much a conduit to, to demons, mm-hmm. but um, that you're somehow open more to it. We're seeing this now, if you saw shadow figures, which I only found out when I was doing um, research on astral projection, mm-hmm. um, like people will say they're scratching them yeah. and they're standing over to the side. They believe th- there is a belief that it is um, kind of demons within the room or they are um, these shadow phantoms phantoms mm-hmm. are a negative projection of your own self. Yep. That's exactly it. It's your, it's the demons within in a sense. Right. That's projecting. clawing at you and making you more fearful. And these so, people love fear. That's what their food is. Oh yeah, they definitely do. Because it seems like people like Morgan, it keeps coming. You're afraid to go to sleep because no, of the experience. Being, no. So it's right. It keeps happening over and over again. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd never had an experience like that after I more, more recently. Yeah. <laughs> that, <laughs> I, I think that one affected me so much because I had, I really thought I was going to die, you know? And so it affected me a lot. So I thought about it a lot for, you know, the last, the next several months after that. And, um, and I don't know, I guess just how quickly I came to terms with it. And I was like, oh, mm-hmm. you know, did the place that you and your husband were living in, I didn't, I don't know if I caught this, were you living in a place that was like known to be haunted or anything? Not that I was aware of. No, okay. but it was an old building. That's <laughs> all I really know. <laughs> um, right. It's interesting. I hear a lot about like the hallways and the stairwells and the, yeah. and the doors. And, and sometimes when I'm doing a reading for a person, I'll find myself standing on it's like a lazy Susan and it slowly turns. And if a person has a specific question, sometimes it just pops in my head, but other times there's are these, all these doors, but it's in a circled area and I can open the doors, but sometimes the rooms are light and sometimes they're dark and the information that we can't see is kept in the dark. And that's, so I've been to those places during readings and I, it depends on the person I'm reading for. And very often people who talk about astral projections and I'm doing a reading for it, they've had that experience. And I, when I'm reading them, go there. It's, it, it's mm-hmm. been the weirdest thing. But um, because I've had experiences, but not, thank, knock on wood, have not been scary like that. <laughs> you right. know? It's like, um, now, do you didn't feel like you physically levitated with your body. It was more of your spirit self, would you say? I, I thought, I I guess I thought I was actually levitating at the time. I didn't really have a whole lot of time to think about it. Um, Mm -hmm. It was really just, it was happening and Mm -hmm. I was getting closer to the fan and, and whatever was there, like, it's weird because it's like, it had its hands like in my chest Mm -hmm. and like in like, you know, and was literally trying to tear me apart. You were sleeping, you were sleeping on your back. Uh, yeah, yeah. 
I was they on say my back, that the majority of them are, are when you have this sleepers. experience is, is back sleepers. Mm-hmm. I'm, I love to sleep on my back. When growing up, my friends made fun of me because I'd sleep like a vampire. They said, <laughs> me too. <laughs> my kids, but I, especially like after the divorce and like I'd fall asleep in bed watching like Netflix or reading and I fall asleep with my hands like this on my chest. (laughs) The kids would come in just to see if I was alive. (laughs) Oh my God, what's happening? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm glad I sleep on my stomach. (laughs) Oh God, right? I mean, actually, my one experience, one of the experiences, like when I was a kid, a teenager, I used to try to levitate. <laughs> it's like, I'm going to lay on my floor and keep my eyes closed and see. And we used to do that thing where you have two fingers under your friends and you levitate them, all kinds of crazy stuff. Well, fun stuff. Right. But I was sleeping. I was house sitting. Um, and Jack, my older two were, you know, probably like five and seven or eight. And so they were sleeping in my parents' bed with me. And my parents were away. And I, I was looking at the clock. It was like 11.15. And then I could feel that I was getting tired. But then all of a sudden I looked up and the clock said 11.16 right as I felt the cat jump on the bed. And I'm thinking, oh, cool, the cat. But then it it hits me. They don't have a cat that's living in this house anymore. So Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, okay. And the kids are cuddled into me. And then the cat starts walking up my body. You've been walked on by a cat probably like you're under the blankets they just you know and they, they weigh an enormous amount when they walk on you and then I looked and I realized that it was my cat her name was Kitty Wu and she had passed about six months before um in that house and because I, I was actually living there that's right after the divorce sorry I digress so I'm laying there and I'm just slightly freaking out until I realize it's my cat and then I go to pet her because I'm just so overjoyed and I realize I can't move and then I go to call her and I can't talk. And I remember fighting with myself to try, because then I panicked. I can't move. I can't, and that's when the panic set in because you can't move. So I remember pushing myself back down into my body. It was a literal, like I was pushing, I was standing outside myself, pushing on my body and I popped back in. And as soon as I could move, she was gone. So my experience, I feel like I was like my, my soul and my spirit was slightly up out of my body and I met her halfway between. And when I looked at the clock again, it was 1117. So it all happened in the span of two minutes. And I only knew because their clock was right there. And I, you know, I've had other people, like my mother always had experiences in that bed, but once they turned the head away from the North, the headboard, it's now facing like more East you don't have those experiences. Her mother, my mother's mother passed away in like 1953. She would, if my dad would get up first, her mother in spirit would come and lay down and spoon her. She could smell her perfume. But once oh, that wow. bed, isn't that sweet? Once yeah, that the, is sweet. Once that bed moved, didn't happen anymore. So. so you said something significant when I was doing the research. They said that sleep paralysis events tend to be only 20 seconds to a mere few minutes. Mm. But they feel like they're the duration of like hours, half hours, but they're really only like small episodics that when you're having that happen. Um, 
And so that's kind of interesting, Michelle, that you were able to see the clock the time and you were aware of it. Yeah. So the scientific part of this is they, the brain becomes during REM sleep when, when it's supposed to be the healing sleep, your brain in these cases is becoming conscious, but your body is still immobile because your body is supposed to be kept immobile during REM. So you can act things out. So you don't flail in your bed and, you know, punch your partner or whatever, <laughs> um, or get up and hurt yourself. But what's, what's happening is they call it a flip flop, like a switch. Mm -hmm. And part of this is um, switching on while the other remains off. And it's kind of, um, it's typically connected to, like you said, stress factors. Mm. Um, it could be a lack of sleep that does it, like overexhaustion. Um, or if you have like a sleep disorder, disorder like a narcolepsy um, can cause it. But I, I believe like one of the number one things that I saw actually too in substance abuse, but it mostly said stress and um, that's what caused it. And it didn't have to be that your episodes did, weren't related so much to the stress. So it wasn't like all around, you know, trying to get to work or a test on time. It right. was other things. And they all talk about the incubus and the succubus mm. and aliens. A lot of times this is when alien abduction happens. Oh my gosh, that's that was actually something that had come across my mind, the way that it felt like when it felt like, you know, this thing was almost pulling me apart. I almost thought that like, maybe this is, you know, where aliens come from, you know, like with this Am idea. I an episode of the X-Files? You know, and, and not only that, but also the levitation, like mm -hmm. seeming like going up to my ceiling. Um, yeah. So that, that was also a thought. So I can definitely see that. Well, I have a crossover where I am. I did everything I, mm -hmm. I come across. I kind of go, Hmm, that's interesting. Or <laughs> I can resonate with that. So there is a belief that even in biblical times that there were aliens that were mistaken mm -hmm. for angels. And right. because they had to put it into their own parameter, these glowing beings, big glowing beings, same thing that's described when they talk about aliens. Um, it, it kind of is, they kind of run hand in hand. And like a halo is a is a space helmet. Right. I heard that too. Well, there's a, there's actual like isn't it Rembrandt paintings with mm -hmm. aliens in them? Yep. So. And about a Yeah, I think one was it's the Virgin Mother. Mm -hmm. I love and, that. Um, you see in the background. Holding, and there and you can see it up in the background. Yep. Little little spaceship. So, um, there is something about that where the body is disconnected, but I, I, no, I, I want to share a, like a, one, a weird one for me. So back when I was um, dating my now ex-husband, we were babysitting for his nieces and nephews. So um, the kids had gone to bed. There was, there was three of them at the time. They'd gone to bed and we were watching a movie and fell asleep on the couch waiting for um, my sister-in-law and brother-in-law to get home from wherever they were. And I had, um, it was like a dream, but it was the same thing of being like that, that paralysis. And I um, woke up and knew somebody was on the stairs because they lived in the upstairs flat. Oh, so this and is their house. You're at their house. I was at their house okay. babysitting mm -hmm. and um, I 
went to the doorway and went to the stairwell and there was a man standing at the end of the stairs and he was very casually leaning like on the railing. Wow. And um, he said, um, I've been waiting to talk to you. And I knew him instantly that, and he was super handsome. I knew instantly he was the devil. Like Figures. just what you said, Morgan, about like, I'm, I was certain I was going to die, but it was like something demonic, whatever that was in my mind. I knew it was some form of the devil. And he said, um, you know, I've waited to meet you, um, come to get you. So I flashed back into the living room and I'm trying to wake up my boyfriend at the time. And he wouldn't wake up, wouldn't wake up. And I could actually see my body there on the couch next to him. Mm -hmm. Then I flash back to the stairs. He's up three more stairs towards me. Oh God. And just casually leaning, <laughs> smiling. And I'm like, Oh, oh my God, <laughs> do it again. Flash back over. And I'm trying to wake up and I'm realizing that because I'm asleep, I'm not waking up. I can't get him to wake up so that we can get out of this. Like, you know, get rid of the devil. Just Flash back right. again. Now the devil is literally like within like a step or two from me. Jeez. I'm so, and it's the same kind of thing that you said. It was a static sound, almost like the television had gone to that snow static sound. Mm. White noise. Um, and I got back to um, my body. And I, now it, in my body, I'm trying to hide. And I could see him coming up to the doorway and like coming towards the couch. And then I eventually like that finally was able to move and wake up. And I felt like the entire time I couldn't breathe. Mm. So I tell my boyfriend and um, the next you know, day I tell my mother and here's the weirder part. Okay. My mother says, Oh, when I was your age, she said, I lived in Albany and I had a flat downstairs and she said, I was woken up in the middle. I didn't even tell her yet all the details. I said, yeah. I got to tell you this crazy dream I had about the devil. She said, oh, I'll tell you a dream I had about the devil. She said, I was in the dream, asleep in my bed. She said, for a reason, I felt like I needed to get up and go out into the living room. So when I, there was a really handsome man sitting on the couch. Jeez. And he said, um, like, Josephine, I'm the devil. And I said, what did he look like? She described him exactly the same that I did. And it wasn't like a person we knew where we could say, oh, it was, he looked just like Cary Grant or something like that. He was a very handsome, blonde, blue-eyed man. Opposite of what and, you were um, Right. And, and had a, he was dressed in a suit. I can, I can tell you, like, he was, it wasn't a black suit. It was like an, um, kind of like an olive taupe colored suit. Hmm. And she said the very same thing. She said he was casually sitting there and um, said he was waiting for her and had waited to meet her. And I had this absolute terrified feeling like, what if that's been following her her whole life? And now it like <laughs> transmitted to me <laughs> at, at that same age. And, I mean, for a while. So you talk about getting out the holy water. Um, but yeah, that was, that was one of the ones that I can say that was really um like terrifying. scary, terrifying for me. Um, That's when I break I out the Hail Marys and the Our Fathers. And the Our right. Fathers. But the auditory part of it, Morgan, have you had other times where you didn't see them or have that sleep paralysis, but you heard them? Uh, 
I can't think of a specific time. No, okay. I'm not, not with just sound. Uh, I've had right. people in my room talking to me or like having conversations, like multiple people having conversations with each other. Uh, okay. But I can't think of a time specifically where I only heard something and didn't see something while I was sleeping and couldn't move. Uh, I mean, I've heard things awake uh, or sort of asleep, but not like. So that's like that, that's the clear audience again, where I've heard somebody say my name and I know mm -hmm. other clients have had that or um, one time it was during an ice storm. I was the only one at home and I heard somebody go, hello, <laughs> like singing it. I went, oh, oh, oh. At least they're happy. <laughs> exactly. That one, for, I yeah, kind of thought that that might be my grandmother, but it woke me out of a dead sleep and it had that same thing where it feels like your chest just like tightens right up. Mm -hmm. and you can't breathe um another one was i where my animal reacted to it uh, i was home and i was homesick and i was like napping on the couch and we had just gotten a puppy so i wasn't supposed to have a puppy on the couch with me but i was like oh yeah i'm sick you're gonna sleep right here on my chest so um but we had two other dogs that were german shepherds and the way I was sleeping on the couch, the um, entertainment center was like kind of kitty corner to me across the room. Mm -hmm. And the front door and the, the kitchen door were behind me, but you could kind of see them in the reflection of the entertainment center. Oh, yeah. So I heard something. It woke me out of a sound sleep. And it was that same feeling like I could not move with this puppy on my chest. And when I looked at the television screen or at the entertainment center, there was a shadow of a man standing behind me. Mm. And I kept feeling like what you were saying, like I, if I just ignore him, he's going to go away. <laughs> and I couldn't not look at it. And I kept feeling like I'm making it like, like almost like giving it validation or making it stronger. Right, right. And finally I started to go into the Hail Marys mm -hmm. And our fathers, I closed my eyes. And when I opened up my eyes again, he was gone. It fades away. But the dogs were looking at something in the doorway, you know, like, like a German shepherd would. Ooh. Like they woke <laughs> up and responded to something standing behind me. And I was like, oh, God. <laughs> so, but I, I had that same experience yeah. that was like I, I couldn't move. And I couldn't say I've had that too awfully much in my lifetime me neither thank goodness <laughs> i have to say yeah. i'm glad you know i've heard um scientifically um you know and i i keep an open mind um i'm not overly religious i'm very spiritual i was brought up catholic and basically if it works for me i utilize it <laughs> but um i have heard that the pressure feeling on your chest is because you're having an out-of-body experience very often and that's where the silver cord connects the silver cord mm -hmm. being that, that can it's like once your umbilical cord to your mom is cut it's there's a, a silver cord that connects your spirit to your body and that stays connected until you until your body's gone and then that disconnects and you go connect back up to the fifth dimension but from i was doing some research on kind of like the, the metaphysical part of it they think that the pressure of someone sitting on their chest is just the pressure of um, almost like that silver cord being pulled. Not that you can break it, but because you're floating around, it's like your tether. And very, it's interesting how so many people see the hag. And and one of our friends um, in psychics who's been on with us, 
Sheiks uh, was just telling me she had very similar experiences, but she won't talk about it because so, it scared her that badly. But the hag, they say, is a mirror of our of our own mortality. Of Ooh. you know, if you think about a person, you know those scary movies that they open a casket and the person's their hair is long and they're haggy or you know, it very often looks like that, and it's it's a reflection of our own mortality that is weighing heavily on our chest. And it's not necessarily an entity. Although I do have to say, if you're an astral projector, that you can bring shit ba stuff back. Um, you can say shit on here. I yeah, say it all the time. <laughs> Go ahead, Michelle. Let it rip. It's a new year. You can tell I was on a PTA meeting not too long ago. I'm like, ooh, I can't say shit. <laughs> you can I'm say swear. shit. I love that word. But yeah, <laughs> I really, I... Because, you know, I do the clearing work and I do the past life work and I clean negative energies and entities. And I'm never really like, oh, it's scary. It's negative energy. But they're like ticks and fleas. You just clean them off. I have had people that I've had reoccurring issues. And I kind of try to, you know, troubleshoot. And I've had clients that astral project without protection or without just spontaneously not even knowing. And they've brought stuff back. And that sometimes I'll get... Um, a, a vivid description or sometimes I'm seeing it and I'll say, well, it looks like the beast from the beauty in, in the beast cartoon is that that's exactly what it looks like. And they're not evil. They're just, they don't belong here <laughs> in a sense. And I have had people tortured by, you know, at the risk of sounding crazy by interdimensional critters. And there is a way to deal with them. There's always, there's always an answer. There's always a way. Morgan, have you done anything um, to help yourself with any of this like have you done clearing work or have you done salting or have you done meditation <laughs> uh you know i've been uh i've talked to a lot of great people who have given me a lot of great advice and i haven't done any of it i should <laughs> Bitch, I, I know we gave you advice <laughs> I, yes, you did. I, we've got that whole podcast i know <laughs> exactly the whole podcast um, I, I keep telling my husband, okay, we need to do this. <laughs> I just, I just never, uh, I haven't done it. I should for sure. Um, yeah. you totally should because <laughs> we told you to, um, it, I do know that the meditation and almost like the, the being, having like a guide, um, around you or angels to protect you, yeah. putting yourself into that mindset before sleep really does seem to mitigate this um especially <laughs> if it's a if you're a frequent person that has this kind of stuff happen it gets frequent rid of flyer. it for you <laughs> yeah frequent flyer it does get rid of it for you even the um the smudging self mm. like on the new moon and the full moon or taking the epsom salt bath really does help hey but you know you can just take this and just keep having those demon dreams <laughs> yes. i guess a nice visit <laughs> yeah exactly yeah, that's, yeah i guess uh it's me just, and the new moon and the full moon i'm in the bathtub epsom salts with apollo santo incense burning on the side of the tub i'm like hell no i'm not going anywhere tonight what's the best is if my my daughter and their friends are so used to me doing this all the time and, and now i've got two places to to smudge and go through but my daughter the other day had a hard day at work and mm -hmm. um, calls me up and she goes, oh, mom, I need to smudge. It was <laughs> such a bad day. So I just thought it was funny because it becomes like, that's your go-to and it resets everything. 
Yeah, but that's that's what everybody should do. So, Morgan? Yes. <laughs> you can choose not to or you can, but I think it would be a good time for you to maybe embrace at least one of those things for and sure. see how that goes. Even even probably burning a white candle. That's a good one. You know, doing the the white candle, um carrying obsidian. Mhm. Um, any of the, the, right the black, right. Any of the black, um, they get rid of a lot of that negative energy, not just from you, but from the universe. Yeah. Hypersthene is a really good one. I've been using a lot. Um, yeah, Michelle's way better at the stone stuff than oh, I am. I just, I can't resist them. <laughs> I just can't. Um, have you ever had an alien, um, Michelle or Morgan, even D, um, an experience like that? He's shaking his head. No, not going to turn my mic on. No, no, I mean, my only alien experience is a funny story with no real aliens, but I don't want to take up the time. I, I, I'll just tell it really quick because it's one of the funniest things that ever happened to us. We had, we were newly living in this house and my husband, and I think like um, <clears throat> we were watching the History Channel, some scary alien abduction show that you should never watch before you go to bed. Right. <clears throat> Excuse me. So we're laying there and my it, it, and my husband turns it off. He goes, oh, that wasn't a good idea watching that. And we, we fall asleep. We're just drifting off to sleep. And Jack and Adam were, had, uh, right across the hall, had bunk beds. And just as we're both about to drift off into the sleep, the door swings open. And my son, Adam, is skinny, was always really skinny. But when he was little, he had a really big head. He just <laughs> Well, he used to wear these long johns, these gray long johns, like silvery gray long johns to bed. So apparently he couldn't sleep. But at that moment, we're terrified about aliens. He's all backlit from the nightlight. The, the door opens and there's Adam with his long skinny arms and his head and his gray body. And my husband goes, no way. <laughs> and then what do we hear? We heard, mom, I can't sleep. And I tell you, that's the most scared I've ever been in my life. Of an alien. Yeah, my poor alien child. Alien child. Poor so. child. Luckily, knock on wood again, that's my only alien experience with my own offspring. Oh my God, that's so oh, funny. God, that was hysterical. But Morgan, how about you? Any alien experiences? Nothing alien, no. Mm -hmm. uh, no, just uh, I think um, out of all of the categories uh, Katie had mentioned as far mm -hmm. as in my sleep, it's always it's almost always been like intruder. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, and that was another one I had more recently, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, but the, it was more like clearly intruder, um, whereas the other one was really bizarre. Uh, so what was this one? What happened in this one? In this one, I kind of woke up in a panic um, thinking somebody was outside mm -hmm. of my apartment. We're on the bottom floor. Um, mm -hmm. that's, that's the only downside to where I live. I really don't like being on the bottom floor. Uh, and I would see shadows um, through my shades, but my shades are really thick. Like if, if you, if I was awake and looking at it, I wouldn't see those shadows as okay. if something were outside, but I was seeing shadows. Um, I couldn't move. And I started to panic because I couldn't remember if I had locked the door or not because I was mm. convinced something was outside. Um, and what I didn't realize at the time, well, normally, you know, normally my husband sleeps in bed with me and um, and he had said something to me and I didn't hear him, but I, I tried to respond and I remember I couldn't respond. And then I realized, um, he hasn't been sleeping in bed with me. 
the last mm-hmm. several weeks because he he's got um you know he's got allergies so he's he'll stay out in the living room to sit up um mm-hmm. and sleep and he has, so he hasn't been in the bedroom with me and i someone was in bed with me <laughs> and was talking and i panicked i just I, I couldn't move or anything and i just you know and some man just said something and i was like oh my god you know i i absolutely freaked out um it was weird too because when i did wake up and i was able to move it was almost like the room was a totally different color mm. um it started out yes i like, know exactly um, what you mean mm-hmm. yeah it was like it was like regular <laughs> it was, right. I, I don't really remember how what the shading was it was just different when I woke up and I heard my husband snoring out in the living room <laughs> and I'm just like hitting the side of the bed. <laughs> just like, okay, no one's there. <laughs> so, um, so I would say to you though, Morgan, obviously we talked about a lot of like scientific things where we kind of reviewed. I think that you do have um, a lot of ability mm-hmm. and I think that you've always had it. I think that maybe part of this was being in denial or how you were raised. (laughs) And so to be very clear and just kind of take it off the the plate, why don't, why don't you listen to Michelle and I and do the smudging and the salting and stuff. So that when they show up like that, you can say, okay, guys, you got to go. Like you can't keep coming here and waking me up and terrifying me in my sleep. Mm-hmm. Have you ever had one one of the things, Michelle? Did you come across this? They said that um, even back in like um, Italy, they would always give a food offering. Yes, that the, the succubus <laughs> or the the yeah. entity or whatever was coming eat, during eat. the yeah, they would give food yes. or give something of, of of food, and then they felt that that was part of the entrance of people having that, like inviting it almost into their life. Right. And a lot of it was tied into. Never heard um, that. I had heard, I had heard that um, in China. One of my friends is from Taiwan and she said that they would often leave uh, food at the tombs, the family tombs. And it's kind of to appease them, to keep them happy. And so they would come to them in their dreams and share information. It's almost like a transfer, but then sometimes they, it got more than they hoped for. <laughs> right, exactly. Well, and then the other way is that they, people, people were saying that they were offered food by um, somebody that wasn't really there. Oh, I, was, I, was, I see what you mean, that they were saying, here, why don't you eat this? Eat it this. Almost, kind of like the Alice in Wonderland, you know, eat this, drink oh. this. Um, same kind of thing. It would create this, like, it was the, well, like the doorway. Right, stepping through. If you take a bite of it, then you're you're on our, this side of the doorway with us. It's almost right. like yeah. people. Yeah, they're not giving me any food. They're saying, "No, you fat ass. <laughs> no more for you. Don't take food from strangers." <laughs> no, oh, but yeah, no, don't I've take never. food from strangers unless they have puppies or candy. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> She's just kidding. Dennis <laughs> is um, shaking his head. It's been yeah listen it's it's rough being this if it, yeah you got puppies oh no i'm kidding don't anybody do that don't go with anybody that has pup just recently somebody stopped and said they had pocketbooks in their trunk of their car and i was quasi interested i was like oh no i'm gonna wind up on somebody else's podcast as as a you know missing famous person. missing psychic yeah 
<laughs> yeah, that's, that's for the grown-up woman. No longer puppies and candies. I got pocketbooks in the trunk. I got pocketbooks. I got, yeah, I got, you know, Michael Core pocketbooks and yeah. shoes. And shoes. <laughs> Morgan, is there any other things that you would like to share with us that you have experienced as a result of the sleep paralysis or any other stories? Uh, I mean, those were definitely those two were the biggest experiences. Um, and I mean, not really anything else, just a lot of just people in my room, <laughs> just talking away. Can I ask uh, you, about that? you said that there's people that you know who are living, who are talking in your room. Yes. Mm -hmm. Do you think that is you, you projecting either an experience or maybe having a, a, a conversation with them that you would like to have? Or have you ever said anything to someone and they were actually having that conversation? Or they, they saw uh, you in their dreams? The only time I really remember anything that was actually being said, this is a little weird, but it was, you know, it, there were people that I knew, uh -huh. but like, but like they were making fun of me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's just like, okay. Hey, I don't like what you said about me. <laughs> right. Um, they would never say anything like that right. in real life, at least not to my face, but like they were yeah. just standing at the foot of my bed and being like, you know, you're fat. <laughs> you know, I don't know. Just like, no. really random, like no. just like random stuff like that. Like just, uh, um, it wasn't even actually that. I don't even remember. So again, you know how just... we said about the psychological part of this, it could yeah. be a negative projection yeah. of your own thoughts or your own feelings. Mm -hmm. um, it doesn't necessarily have to be paranormal. I like to give both sides. Absolutely. But if that yeah. resonates with you, you've got to make sure that you've got that in check, that you're mm -hmm. doing maybe some other healthy affirmations yeah. along with your meditation. Yes, the protection work. <laughs> some protection work, right? Yeah, you know, we do should that. gather at some of the local shops where, our, you know, some of our friends, you know, that have shops. I'm thinking of three in particular. Clearing kits, <laughs> psychic so right? clearing kits with everything you need in the basket. I and I put those together over and over again for people. But you're yeah. right; that would be a very good, handy, quick. Go get your clearing kits. But you actually thing. have to do them. It doesn't work yes. unless you don't do it, Morgan. <laughs> <laughs> agreed. Agreed. <laughs> I'm really grateful, Morgan, that you did this tonight with us and you shared your story because your story is, uh, Michelle and I hear it over and over again. We have a lot of people and people are ashamed or embarrassed to talk about it. Never, ever, no one should ever be afraid or embarrassed to tell us anything because we've probably heard it before and you know, and we're always, even if we haven't, we want to hear it. And, you know, we're here. You're not alone. And, uh, you know, there's always a way to deal with it. And you're normal. Everyone, you know, I always tell people, you're not alone and you're normal. So we're, we're off to a good start because so many people have these experiences and are afraid to say so. 100%. So, again, Morgan, thank you so much. And thank you again to all our listeners yes. for liking us, thank sharing you. us, subscribing. Happy New Year. Happy New um, Year. We're going into our um, almost second year of Isn't doing this. It is crazy. Jeez. And it all came from because the fact I woke up one morning and I thought, oh, I should have a podcast. I could do that <laughs> with Michelle. I know, I know a producer. I could ask him. And, and D. Scott's response when I texted him or messaged him and I said, I'd like to have my own show. 
um, I'd like to have my own podcast. How do I do that? And he said, can you be here Monday? <laughs> Boom. So that they came from a dream. <laughs> so if somebody gave me that while, well, you know, they were, I was in sleep paralysis. Thanks so much. Whoever um, did that. So again, thank you to all our listeners. Continue to send us suggestions and like us, share us and subscribe. Thanks, and girl. as always, thank you, Michelle, for being amazing. Oh, thank you, Katie. And thank you, you know. D. Scott, for also being very amazing and always putting on the best music um, for our intros and our, yeah. our exits. I never wait to hear what it is. I know. Every time you post it, it's like, I can't wait to hear what he did this week. It's like, oh, my God, that's perfect. We try to guess. No, I never try and guess because he's got so much access to that stuff. I never yeah. try and guess. So until next time, Morgan, thank you again. Stay blessed and stay healthy. Guys, stay healthy. Thank you, Morgan. Thank, thank you for you sharing. Guys. Thank you. They just want me dead